Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. So, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so my name is Erica. This may be a little new because I know we have a lot of new friends um, joining us that have been coming to Coastline, and maybe you have no idea who I am or you've never heard me speak before, but my name is Erica, and I want to tell you a little bit about myself so we can become friends together if you don't know anything about me. So my name is Erica. Brian and I lead Coastline Church together, and um, we have been married. We just celebrated our 12-year anniversary last Saturday. We celebrated on a exciting road trip um, from Atlanta to New Smyrna. We stopped at all the Bucky's and um, had lots of Bucky snacks. It was very romantic, Um, especially if you've ever driven through Atlanta traffic. You can imagine how fun that was. Um, So we are owed some exciting anniversary trip coming up, or at least a dinner or something. So we've been married for 12 years. I have lived in Volusia County my entire life. I love coffee. I prefer TV shows to movies. I love a good documentary series. My grandparents are my heroes. Beauty and makeup are my hobbies, as as well as shopping at Target. However, I have beef with the Port Orange Target because they've changed it and I don't like it. Um, I'm not a fan of change, um, but maybe we'll get back to to that in soon. Um, I love to read historical fiction, and I will never turn down a dessert. So I think that pretty much sums me up. Oh, and my big, I'm not into sports. I don't like sports, but... um, This is a shocker to most people. I love NASCAR. NASCAR is my favorite. We're going to Talladega today, and I'm excited. It's a big day. But um, number three, Austin Dillon is my driver, in case you follow um, anybody from the RCR team. But NASCAR, I'm a NASCAR girl, and I don't know why. Uh, My parents didn't grow up watching it, but we live in Daytona, so it's in my blood, and I love it. I was born at Halifax Hospital, so... Boogity, boogity, boogity. So that's uh, a little bit about me in a nutshell. That's who I am. So now that we know each other a little bit more, I want to tell you uh, why I'm up here teaching this morning. So this was not planned, but unfortunately, Brian woke up yesterday morning sick, and I'm going to confess something to you guys. I really thought he was man sick. And all the wives and women in here know what man sick is. Um, no offense to you men, but everyone, all the women said, amen. Yeah, y'all know. So I, I'm going to be honest. I thought Brian was man sick. Turns out he went to the doctor and he really is sick. So he asked me um, less than 24 hours ago if I would come and preach this morning to you guys. And, um, of course, I was hesitant because I had nothing prepared. I was not ready. Um, but the Lord came through and the Holy Spirit comes with a message. So I'm here to speak to you guys. Thank you so much for the encouragement. It's been a while since um, I've shared up here, so I'm super excited. Um, We have been in a collection of talks called Asking for a Friend. Um, And if I'm going to be totally honest, 
that series is not for me. Um, I do not like confrontation. I don't like to answer hard questions. Um, so the Asking for a Friend series in which you guys submitted some really hard questions was really like not, it was a really bad place for me to land in the middle of an unplanned sermon. But I'm gonna do my best because I was reading and I was studying and trying to come up with what does God want for us this morning? What does the Holy Spirit wanna speak through me? And I really, where he showed me to go in scripture, it actually ends up answering one of the hardest questions. And technically it wasn't submitted by you guys, but doing what I do in ministry for so many years now, I can't tell you how many times people have asked me this question. So I'm excited to answer it this morning or hopefully give a little bit of hope and context in it as well and a little bit of homework for us as well. But before I answer the question, let's pray and we're gonna get started here. Father God, Lord, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you for your son that came to die on a cross for our sins. And even though Easter was two weeks ago and we celebrated big, we're still celebrating today that the tomb is empty. And Jesus, you reign over our lives. And God, I just pray in this moment in this room, Lord, that you would touch every heart. God, that no matter what we came in with through our week, God, if our husbands or our wives are sick or our kids are sick or whatever it was, Lord, I pray that our hearts would be open and ready to receive your word this morning. God, we thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, today we are going to be studying through a parable that Jesus taught. These are red letter words through the words of Jesus. And you, when you look in your Bible and you see the words that are in red, those are the words that Jesus said. And in the first century Jewish, Jewish culture, a rabbi would use these parables to teach his fellow students. He would use these as an example, real life examples for these men and women that are listening and following along with these rabbis. They would usually like drop a bomb in it in the middle of a parable so that people could really think and understand who God is. And so because we walk with the Lord and when the Lord speaks to us, I think when he has something important to say, we should be paying attention. Jesus tells them this parable to always pray and never give up. And he isn't just talking about prayer. He's talking about hard prayer. Prayer in those places of your life that you have a deep and longing ache. Prayer that you keep bringing before the Lord and there doesn't seem to be an answer. Jesus in this parable is talking about relentless prayer. I have a question for you. How many of you have a prayer deep down in your soul that you deeply long for, that you ache for, that you've prayed for for a very long time, and until this moment right here, the living God has not answered that? Raise your hand, because I'm one of them, for sure. So I want you to connect to this story this morning. I want you to put yourself in this story as if you're listening to Jesus tell you this story as it relates to your life, to that deep and longing and aching prayer that's deep down in you that the Lord has not answered yet. I want you to listen with that intent when you listen to this parable and connect to this story. So the parable we're going to listen to this morning is really not one that has 
I've really even heard a whole lot talked about. Um, and so I want to read it. It's in Luke 18. And Jesus, this is called the parable of the persistent widow. Or it's a, uh, a parable about persistent prayer. Jesus could have used so many examples here when he is talking to his disciples, when he's talking to these people. He could have used so many different examples from the Old Testament. We have so many praying heroes in the Old Testament. We have Moses and Abraham and Hannah. We have so many prayer warriors, people that cried out to God, people that were amazing to God. But what does God, what does Jesus do? He uses a woman. And not only a woman she is a widowed woman, and she is the hero of our story today. So in Luke 18, verses 2 through 3, it says, There was a judge in a certain city, and he said, Who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly, saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. And I want to take a pause right there. And this is where people who are in the first century culture of Jesus, if they're hearing it for the first time, their ears would have perked up. Because here you have a judge, and he is an unjust judge. What does Jesus tell us? Jesus tells us there are two commandments, right? To love God and to love people. And the scripture, Jesus is telling us that this judge neither loved, feared God, and he didn't love people. So let's think about it in that, that um, first century church way, that they're thinking about this man. Well, you would never bring your problems to this man because you would never receive justice from him because he neither loved God and he didn't love people. So what is he going to do for any of us? Jesus calls this man unjust because people would have known that he would not be giving justice. And it's also important to point out in this time, women were not allowed to come testify. But in this story, Jesus uses a woman. So this is also provoking the thoughts of that first century church that Jesus is talking to. This woman comes without any male protection. She has no husband. She has no father. She has no grandfather, no uncle, no cousin, no nephew. Not one man can come and speak with her. But she comes as a woman. Like I said, she's our hero in this story. So let's continue on in verses 4 through 5. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. <laughs> This woman has zero power, but she is going to get what she needs. But it's not her power that gets her what she needs. It's not her influence that gets her what she needs. She simply wears the guy out. And I couldn't help but think about my son, Ben, when I was reading this story. Because Ben is six years old. He's the youngest in our family. But Ben will ask you and 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 ask you, and ask you for something until he wears you out. <laughs> like, he did it this morning, and I was laughing because I had already written this, and I knew, and I was just like, uh-huh, uh -huh, I know. Ben, if you're watching, I love you, but you know that you do it to me every time. Um, so that was this total side note, just something I could relate to in this story about how this man got worn out um, by asking and asking and asking, and I just totally relate to that um, as a mom. 
But back to the story. It's an amazing story that Jesus tells because in the kingdom of God, the persistence of one widow had the power to upend a judge. And let's keep reading. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. He even rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give you justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Let's have another question for you. When was the last time you bothered the living God with your prayers? When was the last time you cried out day and night and you stayed in that prayer and you kept asking? And that's what Jesus is talking about in this story. I think for a lot of us, we ask God, we get it, you know, we come to church, we hear a good sermon, we, we listen to a podcast, we listen to something and we're, yeah, we're gonna pray for that, we're gonna pray for that. And maybe we pray and we pray and oh, a couple weeks go by, a couple days, maybe a month, and we don't hear anything. And we just kind of give up on the prayer. I know for me, I can be completely guilty of that. I'm going to be honest with you in this post-COVID world, it's weird. It's getting weird out there, guys. Like, the world is weird. <laughs> I find myself confused and and aching for God in our country, in our city, and in our children. And I think it's time that we lean into intentional prayer. If the prayers of one widow could upend the bad judge, the unjust judge, what could all of our prayers do? To the best judge, that'd be God. I'm reminded of another scripture on prayer, and in John 14, verses 13 through 14, Jesus says here, this is another red letter passage, he says, you can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. He says, you may ask anything, in my name and I will do it. But I have another question for you. Got a lot of questions this morning. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've prayed for something and God didn't do it. I got two hands up as we sit here in this high school auditorium for the sixth year in a row, okay? <laughs> um, but I, I have to answer the question for you this morning. Why doesn't God answer my prayers? How do we line up the reality of those things in our life with this passage where God says, ask anything, and he'll do it? And sometimes they don't align. I could give you a list of things that I've prayed for and haven't been done. A list of things I don't have answers for. But I want you to see this. This is exciting. In this passage, he uses the word you two times. Whatever you ask, you will be given. And when I was studying this this week, and if I'm being honest, yesterday, um, <laughs> because throw it together, if I had, if I was studying this, and I found out that in the original Greek text, the word "you" is plural, it actually translates to "you all," or us in the South, 
y'all, okay? Whatever y'all ask, y'all will be given. This passage is talking about a collective prayer. What might God do through the earth with our prayers? There's another scripture that says, you have not because you ask not, and y'all have not because y'all have asked not. So I've got one more question for you today. And if the condition of Coastline Church depended on your prayers today, how would she be doing? The condition of this church. How would the condition of this church, if she depended on your prayers, how would she be doing? Are you praying for one another? Are you praying for our children, the next generation, over there in the cafeteria where you maybe see a kid go in or two? Are you praying for the next generation that's going to lead this church and this community? If the prayer and persistence of a widow upended a judge, what can our collective prayers do? We need to be a people of relentless prayer, a people that are wearing God out. Not spectators of this faith, but active participants of this faith. The truth is, I don't know why God doesn't answer some prayers, and he does answer others. I don't know why, but I do know what he says in his word. He says that we can ask for anything in his name. He says we can wear him out with our prayers and our persistence. But today, my hope and my prayer is that we leave here not only knowing we can wear God out with our prayers. In fact, Jesus tells us to do that. Jesus uses this example on purpose for a purpose to teach us that we can ask and we can ask and we can ask. We can be like Ben asking for a cookie or a snack. We can ask and we can ask and we can ask and we can ask. And the just father that he is will give it to us. We can do this together as we come together as one body of believers we are designed to live life together. That's why we come to church together. We sing songs together. We learn together. We hear the word of God together. We take communion together. We celebrate baptism together. We are meant to pray together. A persistent prayer, an annoying prayer to God. But when God looks down at Coastline Church, I want him to see a people that are hungry after him, a people that are not scared to ask for their own building or to ask for someone to be delivered from addiction or to ask for someone to be healed of cancer. I want God to look down on this community of believers and seeing them being active in their faith and running after what he has for us. I want us to be a people that rallies around the excitement of one new believer, the one that God is coming after and leaves the 99 behind. Even if we have one baptism one day, we celebrate together. We pray together. I'm going to be honest. I talked to Kayla 
right before service. I had an idea in my heart. God put it on my heart. And it's a little different for Coastline, a little different than what Brian would do, what we would normally do here on a Sunday morning. But I think it's important that we walk this through together. And I think because we do all these things together, we sing, we learn, we worship, we give, we serve together. It only makes sense we would pray together. So I'm gonna ask you if you find somebody around you and pray with them. And this is different from anything we do here at Coastline. And that's okay. We're gonna give space for that. If you came with your husband or your wife, maybe join in together with them to pray. If you're by yourself, maybe move around the room to find somebody to pray with. If you don't know what to pray for, you can pray for our children. You can pray that God's will would be done in our city. Lord, that the lost people would be found. And so we're gonna give a moment here. Kayla's gonna sing a little bit in the background just to give space for that. If you wanna move around in the room, that's okay too. But if you need prayer for something, if you need agreement from us, I'm gonna be down here. The prayer team is gonna be down here and we would love to pray with you and for you because we believe that Jesus tells us in this parable to be persistent in our prayers, just like this widow. And it may be scary, and the enemy will tell you that everyone's gonna look at you, and everyone's gonna wanna know what you're going through, and the enemy is gonna hold you back and tell you you're gonna be embarrassed if you come receive prayer, but I want you to push through it, because that widow had no business going to that judge. She had no influence and no power, but she went back day after day after day asking the judge for justice in her situation. So I wanna ask you if there's something that you want prayer for or need prayer alongside for yourself, for your family, for someone, for an addiction, for a healing, for a salvation, we are here for you this morning. And so in just a minute, Kayla's gonna sing a little bit in the background, like I said, and I'm gonna give you a moment to turn into those around you and pray for our church, pray for each other. You could ask somebody, and if you're not comfortable, that's okay, that's okay. You can sit and pray to yourself and pray to the Lord. My hope and my prayer is today, after reading this scripture and knowing that you all, all of us, pray together. All of our prayers could be so powerful if we didn't give up praying. What could God do with it? If the unjust judge gave justice to a woman who didn't deserve it in his eyes, what could the just judge do for us? It's a powerful moment. I'm going to pray for us and we're going to move into this time of prayer and not if you're uncomfortable, I just pray that, that you would let the Holy Spirit rest on you this morning. And it's okay to be a praying people. It's okay if you're a little uncomfortable. When I first started coming to church, I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know what to pray for. I didn't know anything. So you can just sit there with your hands up in your lap if you'd like and just pray that the Holy Spirit, that God would be with you in this moment. And he will speak to you if you listen. So I'm gonna pray for us. Father God, Lord, we are so thankful 
for this story, God, that you have told us, you have given us permission to be persistent in our prayers, that we are not annoying to you, that we are not a burden to you, but God, that you have invited us through this story to ask and ask and ask. And God, I pray for the person who's never prayed a prayer in their life, but God, today I pray you would give them the freedom to pray to you and they would know they could ask anything in your name and you will give it. And God, I wanna pray for those that have been praying a prayer over their marriage, praying a prayer over their husband or their wife or praying a prayer for their husband, their future husband or wife that they've never met. God, I pray, Lord, that they would never give up, that you've given them the permission to move forward, God, that you've given them permission to be persistent just like this widow. God, I pray for all the hearts across this room and even those watching online, Jesus, that you and your Holy Spirit would pierce their hearts, Jesus, and that you would welcome them with open arms and know that it's okay to ask and ask and ask. You're not annoyed, you're not frustrated, but you want us to be persistent in our prayers. You wanna give us our hopes and our desires. And we thank you for this time together, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.